0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Today we've got a great two-for-one malicious compliance story. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, oh, that was Katie's job. I'm not sure if this belongs on malicious compliance, but I figured people would enjoy this. I was working for a manufacturer years ago. It was a small operation run by a husband, CEO, and wife with a sister business of a front-end platform that was run by the wife's brother. The husband's mom and some cousins also worked there between the two businesses. With an operation like this, you had the typical micromanagement from CEO, minimum wage pay for top dollar performance expectations, and the general nonsense you can expect in a setup like this. I had this job while in college and needed to build my resume. They let me have a flexible schedule so I could leave early for my night classes and when I had midterms and finals, so I knew I had to stick it out. After about 6 months of working there, my job responsibilities grew tremendously but my salary did not. There was a high turnover rate in the office from the we're a family environment that meant actual family got special treatment and everyone else was expected to do a crazy amount of work without getting any credit. One of my friends, we'll call her Katie, was looking for work, and my company was hiring. I told her what she was getting into, but as a recent college grad looking for office experience, she decided to give it a shot. First, my referral bonus never came even after she had worked there for 90 days, and I was told that I shouldn't inquire about it because I referred someone to help the company, not get the extra money. I wasn't in a position to push, so I didn't. I trained Katie in her role as she was taking some of my old responsibilities. Well, the CEO and the wife didn't like how much time the two of us spent talking to each other or how much time we spent away from our desks, which was genuinely us using the restroom and getting water. This made no sense because I handled product onboarding and Katie suggested products for curated events so it was important that she knew what new products were coming out and when she could start promoting them so that stock wouldn't sit in the warehouse. We separately had meetings with the CEO and office manager putting us on probation for this behavior. Cue malicious compliance. We stopped talking as much in the office, effectively cutting me off from curated events, and making it impossible for Katie to use our new products on the upcoming events. Events could be scheduled anywhere from a week to several months in advance, so it was a great way to boost sales and visibility for our new items. My friend ended up getting fired for having a brain and questioning some of the stupid policies, also for doing something so outrageous as taking her unpaid lunch hour, showing up at 9 and leaving at 5. Normally, I would have gone back into the platforms to curate events until they found someone to take over the role, but I was petty. I'd been there for a little over a year. I was training employees, teaching myself the ins and outs of all of our retailers' back ends to upload products, coordinating with our factories overseas, the freight companies, and our warehouse so that products would be live as soon as we had stock and was still getting paid like I did for the minimal role I had when I got hired. So, not my job, not my problem. Fast forward a few months, the CEO decides to show up to work on the office floor instead of working out of his private office. Whenever he was on the floor, he was always super loud and disruptive to the general flow. I hear him talk about sales from the past few months, specifically about sales from events, so naturally my ears perk up. He starts getting louder. I don't get it, there's this huge decline in sales. None of our new products are getting any traction. I haven't even been addressed, so I keep tapping away at my computer and act oblivious. He calls over the office manager and they start hashing it out. Six months ago, the sales for our new items went down significantly. I'm thinking, yeah, duh, that's when you told me and Katie to stop talking. The initial data that was supplied with product photos and descriptions weren't clear. It would have been a very long process for katie to sift through the new products to try and match them to events as opposed to what we used to do which she would tell me the theme and what she was looking for and i'd get her the data on a short list of items that she could review to match to said events as opposed to dumping a hundred products on her then three months ago they became almost non-existent sales have dropped almost 70 percent with these events three months ago is when katie got fired Eventually, the two of them piece together that they need to blame whoever is curating events and the CEO starts asking everyone in the office, whose responsibility is it to work on events? Finally, it gets to a point where I can't stay quiet. The office is too small and I play too big of a role in product management so I chime in, oh, wasn't that Katie's responsibility? The CEO replies, she hasn't worked here in three months. You mean to tell me no one has been submitting products for three months? He is livid, and it's clear that I'm now in the path of his rage. Why has no one been handling this? Everyone's kind of looking around, and the office manager, let's call her Karen, starts shifting the blame onto me since technically Katie was in my department. Once the finger-pointing started, I was prepared to defend myself. I said, well Karen, I thought you were the one who was in charge of managing and keeping track of every employee's role. So Karen replies, I am, but you knew this is an important part of our sales and marketing. I reply with, the week before she was let go, didn't you specifically get all of her passwords and a complete list of all of her tasks? Karen replies, yes, she's clearly concerned with where I'm going with this and after she was let go, did you communicate to me that those tasks were now my responsibility?" Karen said, Well, no, but I shouldn't have had to. I said, but you're in charge of delegating tasks and making sure all work is assigned to employees. Are you implying that I was supposed to know that you had a list of tasks unassigned? Why would I assume that you didn't delegate those to another team member when that's an essential part of your role? Needless to say, while Karen was very annoyed with me, I wasn't taking the fall. They didn't ask me to curate events, Karen handled that, which got them to hire another person very quickly because it was too much work for her on top of her other duties. The story of me and the new girl needs its own post, so I'll end this one here. They're literally so backwards with the way this thing works. Do not communicate with the sales team whatsoever. And then when sales plummets because their job is way more inefficient and then they fire said salesperson they wonder why it craters. Our next story is, paper towels are? You got it. My female 55, husband, male 56, grabbed the second to last paper towel on the roll this morning and triumphantly announced, second to last, not it. He then turned to me with a smirk and said, since we're on a tight budget, I want you to write down what you used your paper towel for. Cue malicious compliance. On each paper towel I used, I would write what it was used for and place it under the object. The coffee stirring spoon, coffee spoon. The ice cream scooper spoon, ice cream scooper. Coffee cup, coffee cup.
0: Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com.
1: My daughter and I have filled the trash bin with dozens of paper towels, mostly labeled with dried my hands. Safe to say my husband won't ask to label anything again. We all got a good laugh. Now, I understand trying to be conservative with your paper towel usage. But I've never heard such a thing as, since we're on too tight of a budget, I need you to write down what you use the paper towel for. If that isn't the most micromanagement level thing I've ever heard. Although just for economic sake, they should just have a hand towel. Why would they fill the bin with dozens of paper towels for drying your hands? This next story is, want us to follow your script to the letter? Not a problem. So many, many years ago, I worked for a contract company in Ohio doing first-level support for when AT&T had cable internet service. Not a fancy job, but paid really well at the time. So, up on high, they decided they didn't like how we were doing our job, and not following their script for every call. Normally, some of the steps didn't need to be done, like we didn't need to power cycle your cable modem to make a payment, etc., So then management, in their infinite wisdom, decided it would be good to give us a new script for connection troubleshooting and told us to follow it exactly and not add, subtract or change any steps, otherwise we'd get in trouble. So we began following it. Example for the connection issue 1. Unplug cable modem 2. Unplug network cables 3. Wait 30 seconds 4. Plug network cables back in 5. Check network settings if no resolution 2 connection, transfer to tier 2 support level. Now, all of us on the evening shift, being nerds and tech geeks, noticed a glaring flaw with their steps. We attempted to point it out to them, but we were told not to question it and follow it exactly. So that's what we did. After 4-5 to five days of hundreds of customers being sent to tier 2 support, just to plug in their modem and get it back online, we ended up getting a memo telling us to go back to doing things the way we were before and just help the customer. It was hilarious for a few days, made our job fairly easy for troubleshooting. I have other stories from that place, but more workplace hijinks than malicious compliance. I've honestly heard a number of stories like this where there could be somebody who is just excelling at their job, have the best numbers of the whole call center, and they would still insist from upon high that you have to follow this rudimentary stupid script that is only designed and implemented to try and lift up the bottom percentage of the call center who either have really no idea what they're doing or don't put much effort in. It's like, yeah, it might honestly improve the performance of those people, but you just chop right off anything above average. Our next story is sticking to orders. So a few years ago, I was an engineer for one of the largest bread makers in the UK. We worked as a team of four, including the team leader. Our plant had three production lines with a combined output of 220 loaves a minute. Our engineering manager had just been sacked, and we were given some other pointless manager who could only manage numbers, not people. We all disliked him as he'd pushed good engineers out of the department, as well as stabbing operators in the back and getting them sacked. This was his first order. Engineers are not to be in the workshop unless working on something or shift handover. Engineers are to be assigned a production line, each with the spare looking after the 12 slicers and baggers. Engineers are to patrol the lines unless on break, no deviations allowed. And this is where our malicious compliance came in. Due to the large-scale manufacturing, there was a lot of heavy equipment. Some jobs could occupy all four of us for manual labor. We were also differently skilled. Some mechanical, some electrical, and me as the sole multi-skilled and software tech on our shift. The way the bread is produced, if one part of the line goes down, for example, oven, then all the bread in the conveyors, proofer, and mixer have about 5-10 to ten minutes before it becomes scrap we stuck to our orders and all agreed, if we saw another engineer having to deal with a job, that we'd all not help. We all agreed not to bust our balls or create unnecessary work for the ops. If a line had a mechanic, but had an electrical issue, it would have to wait until the next brake rotation, which could be 4 hours away. After one shift, the efficiency of the line dropped from an average of 75% to 40% and the scrap rate went from 25 to 50%. The bakery lost a crap ton of money that shift. It carried on for the night shift, then the assigned areas were abolished, and never spoken about again the following morning. This is just another classic case of a manager coming in that feels the need to shake things up, and it just goes disastrous. Like, I feel like they have some kind of bug in the back of their mind telling them, Well, I'm new here and I've got to make an impression and I've got to show them that I can do what I can. And you just throw a wrench into what was a perfectly functional machine. Our next story is two for one. I work in theater and right now I'm in a small community show. There is the kid who has never done anything like this before. And I've been trying to give him tips and help him out here and there without overtly giving another actor notes. A big no-no in most theatre settings and also just annoying. Usually he ignores advice by anyone but people are genuinely trying to show him the ropes and also there are a ton of unspoken rules in theatre and it's not fair to be annoyed by someone who doesn't know them so people either give you the occasional heads up or sit back and watch you make a fool of yourself. Well, today he was not paying attention and the director told him to do something. I nudged him and told him what she said. I genuinely thought he didn't hear her, and he yelled, I know what she said, I'm doing something, don't tell me what to do. Ah, okay. Also, it's worth noting that unless you're bleeding out, when the director tells you it's time to do something, all other activities inside convos should immediately cease. And in general, you shouldn't be doing anything but listening for direction anyway. A little bit later, we were told to run a bit of a fight choreography, and he was goofing off and joking around. I asked if he would like to keep it half speed or full and he was joking saying the director told us to speed the whole act up. I was trying to say that it wouldn't apply to a fight because safety is more important and we can keep it half speed if he's more comfortable. He interrupts me to tell me that he's never felt unsafe about a piece of metal that isn't even sharp. A stage combat rapier. Again okay. So normally during our first fight I suggest we take it slow. The director tells me I should be practicing more and it's time to speed it up. I don't argue or throw him under the bus, but I'm very confident about this piece. I just agree and move on. During this, I also tell him what's coming next when he gets stuck, which happens about three times. We begin our fight full speed as he requested. We get three moves in before he's stuck. I do not tell him what to do and just stand there looking at him until he figures it out. 3 moves later and he's stuck again and I just stand there, waiting for him to do the thing I need to react to. Next he goes for is the wrong one which could have been dangerous if I didn't block it, so I call a hold and request we go back to half speed. It ended up looking obvious that I knew the choreo and that he was getting lost since we weren't doing it slow and he was pausing to think. I won't be telling him what to do anymore, sure was pushy of me. You can tell OP's a good person. They were just trying to help out somebody who's a little green. And the new guy maybe is a little overzealous or has an ego and thinks, oh, I don't need your help. What really would have made me happy is if OP said that the new guy came to them afterwards and apologized and maybe they could have reconciled, but I'm willing to bet this new guy stuck more on the big ego side of things. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy malicious compliance story,